Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. So, disclosure at the top of the show, uh, the story we're going to do today, it was written uh, by a reporter for the Indie Star out in Indianapolis. That's a good place to have the Indie Star. Yep. And the first time I read the story, uh, I was super high. Crystal meth? (laughs) No, a little bit lighter. Heroin? Eh, A little bit lighter than that. Banana peels? Yep. Okay. Up my butt. <laughs> oh, you're doing it wrong. You smoke them. In. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I was super high. And you, I mean, you had the whole banana up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, the peel sticks. The rest of it just kind of dissolves. Oh, yeah. What? Your butt eats it. Uh, yes. Uh, and when I first read the story, I was like, oh, this is super creepy. Because you're high on weed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyways, I went back and read it today when I got home from work. Not uh-huh. high. Not high. And it, it's fine. It's an all right story. Definitely not as creepy. and uh, You'd recommend maybe going and getting high before listening. Yeah, so we wanted to kind of give you guys... I was wondering why you made me get high before we started recording this. You You did. Yeah, you were like, no, Josh. (laughs) Cash, oh my God. I texted you, want to smoke? (laughs) You came in and packed it up. You don't make me smoke. I'm a good boy. You're good, good boy. (laughs) So go ahead and uh, hit pause on this episode. Uh Get yourself your favorite, uh, you know... Whether you like an edible, uh huh, or a bowl, or a bong, dabs, dabs. There's so many ways to get Vape. high now. Whatever you like to do, yeah, do that. Do you come back, hit play, and you we're know. gonna be. You know what? Just do that for every episode of us. I think. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Buy the ticket. Like this one, Take especially. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode, really, of our show is uh-huh. much more enjoyed. Yeah. If you're just smoke two joints before you take before you smoke the, two joints space. before you take smoke two joints some more whatever sublime because we're just a couple island boys. <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah, so, what's up, man? I'm Cash. I'm Joel. This is Middle-Aged Mediocre. Yeah. Episode 3, Season 2. Man. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We didn't, uh, we didn't record last week. Uh, well, I guess this is kind of last week, because this is this Yeah, we week. didn't, we, we planned on recording usually Saturdays, Saturday. Uh, and that wasn't able to happen, so we're here on a Wednesday recording. Uh-huh. This will be out tonight at midnight. And it's just been a rough week. So I've heard yeah, it's been a rough it's, week. Uh, it's, it's been a rough week of heartache and just uh, just disappointment, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. Well, I got this buddy who uh, he lost a bet. Okay. And he had to get a tattoo okay, of yeah. said bet. You know, and that felt good. He got good. a tattoo of the bet. Well, the bet, yeah. He lost a bet, so he had to get a tattoo. Oh, okay. Well, then I see on social media that, like, less than a m- two months after having a tattoo, he already covered it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you shout out his Twitter handle? Uh, born in the filth. Oh, dude, <laughs> go follow that guy. <laughs> oh, it was you, it was me, son of a bitch. Look, dude. Oh, the more you talk to me about this, the angrier I get. The, the sadder I get. The, All the emotions. The bet was I get the tattoo, <laughs> the and I got it. Are you a lawyer? Is this like fine print or something? Yeah, I'm a lawyer. Would you like whisper it underneath your breath? Yeah, I'll get the tattoo. 
for a month. Yeah, <laughs> two months. <laughs> two for two months. Yeah, I I can't believe you question if I'm a lawyer. Of course I'm a lawyer. I still think you should. I think you should have to get it somewhere else on you. Like tattoos are permanent. That's why it's you make still it there. No. Yeah, it is. You can't see it you though because can... you covered it up with the. Uh... I don't. There's a K. Okay. You covered it up, man. I'm just saying, it hurt. Look, once I get the background put in there, yeah. it's going to look badass. Oh, okay. I apologize. <laughs> I had to get Craig Kilborn's name. I didn't tell you to put it on that on your arm where everyone's going to see it. I thought it was going to work out fine. Yeah. It's not the way I wanted it to go down. You're like, this is what my life needs. I love Craig Kilborn yeah. on my arm. Maybe at some other point when I'm getting something else somewhere, I'm like, hey, throw, Oh, maybe. Thanks. Work Craig Kilborn in there. But... Honestly, I started following old Craig Kilborn on Instagram. <laughs> but that see, that's the whole point of the bet. He's so like cringeworthy. That's why I didn't you know had... he was that. <laughs> like, cause you never watched his shows. See, I've watched his shows and I appreciate the cringe. No, I watched him on Sports Center. I watched him on the Daily Show. Uh-huh. I watched Old School. Uh, what else has he been in? That's about that's it. About <laughs> it. <laughs> and he was always just average douche guy uh-huh once you see him on instagram yeah oh my god <laughs> this instagram's something i don't know if it's a character he's playing yeah i don't know if that's just who he is i think that's who he is i th- i think it's who he is but it's kind of like in wrestling where he turns it up yeah. all the way because that's kind of how he always was on sports center and daily show i mean he's just you know he just it seems like he's kind of playing a version of himself right just cranked up yeah yeah i still think though any day now it's going to come out that there's there's bodies in his basement. <laughs> yeah. Like he just and he's been like molesting he's been them. Eating them. Uh, yeah. So I don't want I don't want him on my arm. I'm just not gonna look at your arm That's ever. Fine. I never told so. you you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I can live without you looking at my arm. I just I just you know. Yeah. Again, I got it. You got it. Plus, it was like so. I I was talking to the dude that was doing the tag. By the way, Electric Anchor uh-huh. uh, t- Studio uh, downtown. They're Parkersburg. my mortal enemy now. I don't think any of you guys are from around here. Yeah, there's a lot of people listening to us that are from around yeah. here. Uh, Scotty Roberts did mine. Shout out, Scotty. Uh, but so I was telling him, I was like, I should have, like, in retrospect, just got, like, I Heart Killborn. Yeah. Because at least then. I Heart Craig. No. Well, then, I guess I still could have made up stories. Yeah. But, like, trying to explain who Craig Killborn is to me. <laughs> Is just not as fun as I thought it was going to be because it's like literally. Who? And then you tell them, who? Yeah. After you do the, oh, Sports Center and the Daily Show before Jon Stewart and then yeah. old school, he's the scene with the woman in the bathroom and they're like, yeah, I have no clue. Who he's that in is. old school for 10 minutes. You remember? You remember. <laughs> no, but he's completely forgettable. So uh, no one knows who he is. I know. So you've let me down, Josh. That's fine, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As long as it doesn't bother <laughs> I've you. I've let so many people down. <laughs> True. Might as well add you to the list. Yeah. I'm you know? on there. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, uh, it's a big group of people. You'll find just, you'll find people to talk about. When you can't sleep at night, just know it's because I'm laying in my bed being disappointed in you. Oh yeah, the uh, I lay in bed all the time and think about you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, man. Think about you and your arm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Your well, tattoo. I don't like that. It's, it's a cool looking tattoo, though. You added a collar to the ray gun. And it's kind of like squirting out some, like. It's squirting out. <laughs> it's shooting. It's shooting it's out. Gun. Would you say that the shotgun was squirting out? <laughs> yeah, bullets? that's right. <laughs> According to police, he squirted out three rounds before well, accident. With, with his 22. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so but that's why I'll never trust again, and I had a super bad week. That's all I wanted to say. All right. You ruined my life. Look, if the worst You ruined this, my fucking life. Just weak. You said weak. No, I know. But now that I think about it, like, I'm going to get really dramatic with it. Yeah. And, you know, like, sure, giving me Van Vader would probably make me feel better right. and probably make up for that right. bet. But, you know, that ball's in your court. Yeah. And it's, it's going <laughs> to stay in my court. It's right there next to your Van Vader. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, Man. drama's fine. <laughs> oh, we got I'm it drama. now. We got it. T- TNT season got two, it. man. TNT season two, middle aged and mediocre. <laughs> are Joel, and, Ca- are Joel and Cash going to make it past this? <laughs> will they be able to work out their differences? Will there be a season three? Yeah, will there? Seriously, I'm just saying, come over tonight. Yeah, I'm getting all fired up over it, but at the same time, I'm just really sad. Uh, yeah, you know, because sadness. I mean, I don't win a lot. Right, you know me, but you did. <laughs> Yeah. And for two months, you were like a grand champion. That's like losing 100 bucks to someone and giving it to them. Like a, two months later, you're like, uh, I need 100 bucks back. Yeah. Like, yeah, you won it, but I mean, I get it back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look, man, I gave you a taste of what victory <laughs> is like. So, yeah. I've really, what I've done is I should have initialized, uh, incentivized you to try harder with things. Okay. Do better. Yeah. In your own personal life, with your own... So that way I won't be so Then you can just keep getting in that you. victory, man. Okay. So I gave you the drive and the purpose. So really... But you've also given me the depression where I can't even move. Well, I... <laughs> it's a catch away too. Look, we all live with depression. Oh, sure. So, you know, that's just a pill you got swallowed. Yep. And be sad about. Well, well I, I think I'll just drug you one day. Okay. And I'm going to tattoo you. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, so you're, you're okay with that? Hey, look, I'm okay with human life happening. <laughs> All, right. All right. Whatever happens. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, no, what about the future? I can be <laughs> drugged and tattooed. No, I don't worry about it. All right. If it happens, it happens. Okay. That's on wax. Okay. <laughs> All right. We can we move on now. don't know what that means. I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. Well, I'm glad. I mean, since you got it off your arm. Yeah. Yeah, it's still on there, though. Death stare so, oh, from across the table. Oh, you think that's the worst death stare <laughs> I've seen? Man, the death no. <laughs> so, what we're going to do tonight is talk about an exorcism. All right. So, what do you know about exorcisms? What do you think about them? Um, Thoughts? I don't, you know. I guess uh, the first exorcism movie was supposed to be really scary. It's not, though, is it? No. Not at all. Like, my aunt and uncle, I was like 11 or 12, and I'm like, this is the scariest movie ever made, and you're, you know, by this time, I've already watched, like, shit ton of scary yeah. movies. I grew up on them. It's not even close when I watched it, scary. I was like, all right, this girl cusses, and her head spins. Yeah. And the devil air quotes. herself with a cross. Yeah. I've seen that plenty of times. <laughs> I've yeah. done that plenty of times. <laughs> Why do you think I have to yeah, wear metal I, diapers? I do think at this Adult point, diapers. that whole, oh, the exorcist is the scariest movie ever. It's just the thing people say when they, like. I mean, maybe at the time, I guess it could have been, because they're like, oh, she's. Yeah, like, I guess, like, in the I mean, as, like, an 11-year-old when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's just movie special effects. Like, that's. Yeah. I don't know. I've never understood what people And then plus, I just don't get into the whole religious thing. Like, I don't think someone can be possessed by the devil. Right. I don't think, I, you know, whatever. If you believe in devil, God, all that, cool. You I know? believe in the devil God. <laughs> the <laughs> devil <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Uh, so tonight's story, though, we'll see at the end of it if you are swayed. Okay. Your opinion swayed. Maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe you'll be more open to the idea. Maybe. So, you know, maybe you'll be asking. Maybe I'll be like Sway from Yo! MTV Raps. Maybe. 
He does very well on his radio show. What's he think about exorcisms? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that answer. We can try to reach out to him. All right, find, yeah. Hey, if anybody out there knows Sway, <laughs> well, I'll tweet him. After right, the episode, cool. I'll tweet him. I'll do it right now, actually. I'm going to do it. have to answer that. That's going to be so I'm going to do it right now. The ordinary questions he gets. He probably gets like, what's Kanye really like? See, Sway. Sway in the morning. Sway Calloway. Yeah, Sway. real sway. Yeah. All right. He has and a radio show, too. He does, uh, he'll have rappers on the freestyle, because I saw uh, Little Dicky. Little Dicky freestyle on there, but I've also seen like uh, Mac Miller, you know. Have All you right. listened to any Mac Miller faces? It's good. It's really good. I got good. it on vinyl. Man, I've been listening to that a lot. Hey, what do you think <laughs> about <laughs> exorcisms? Me and my buddy were wondering. Thanks. Me and my buddy were Tag wondering. Tag our podcast, too. We're wondering. This is this is the you guys Thanks. are getting to look behind the curtain at the magic. <laughs> yes, this is how the hot dogs are made that we hold this apart from, away happens. from the microphone. All right, there we go. All right, tweet it out, sway. Next up is we're gonna be the Island Boys. That's how it starts. Because we're the Island Boys. All right, all right. So tonight's story. I think we've been possessed by two douchebag twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are hypnotic. They are. That song will now and like their hair, <laughs> their hair, cool and all hair, the tattoos. Cool tattoos. I know. Look like cool dudes to me. I bet they wouldn't cover up tattoos that they lost in bed. No, they don't look like they give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anything really? Well, they are the island boys. Right. It's so hard to just say it. Yeah, because you we, were... we are the island boys. <laughs> that was hard. I had to uh, stop myself. Yeah. All right, so uh, a wo- a woman <laughs> didn't mean the double wom- woman. <laughs> okay, a woman and her three children who claim to be possessed by demons. A nine-year-old boy walking backward up a wall in the presence of a family case manager and hospital nurse. Gary Police Captain Charles Austin said it was the strangest story he'd ever heard. Austin, a 36-year veteran of the Gary Police Department, said he initially thought any. Indianapolis- ever been in Gary? <laughs> Not lately. Not lately? Not lately. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've rode through it before. <laughs> You've rode through Gary? Yeah, I rode through Gary uh-huh. a time or two. Were you on the uh, the last train? What? You were on part of the last caboose? Yeah. Through Gary? Yeah, I, I backed up the rear. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Uh-huh. Put the, <laughs> put the load in the back in the, uh, in the caboose. Oh, Gary. Uh, so, Austin's a 36-year-old veteran... 36-year veteran yeah. of the Gary Police Department. He said he initially thought that uh, Indianapolis resident Latoya Ammons and her family concocted an elaborate tale as a way to make money. But after several visits through their home and interviews with witnesses, Austin said simply, I am a believer. Not a believer. Uh, a believer. I hope at one point in my life someone accuses me of concocting something. Yes. Because that sounds really fucking cool. Like, that's like... You're up to something. Sounds kind of sexy. <laughs> you been concocting? Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's come over and we can concoct. Conco- I like it. You ever concocting Gary? Uh, no. Oh, no. 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 Okay. Uh, she was concocting in Gary. Yeah. Wow. Oh, she concocted all over Gary. Oh, okay. In, all over Gary. In and on. In and around Gary. Yeah. Indiana. With the police involved. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, ooh. Uh, not everyone involved with the family was inclined to believe its incredible story, and many readers will find Ammons's supernatural claims impossible to accept. So, again, we're going to see if you... What year is this? Uh, 2011. Bullshit. 
There's okay. every even the kids had cameras on their phones, and if there's not video footage was, of this, that was my first thought. Okay, 2011 though. You can concoct some shit on a. It was still fucking... definitely. We weren't quite in the. Ten years ago. Yeah, we weren't quite where we are now. You had at least a camera. Oh, I mean, my... everybody did, but yeah. I feel like it wasn't everybody like. You were uploading it to like. Yeah. Yeah, but and even would... if you were, stiff, stuff got lost a lot. Yeah. Okay. So it's possible. So I see whose side you're on right away. Look, I... Journal, I, true journalism, you're right down the middle, I'm okay? I'm the devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man! Oh, I, see, oh, I see what you're concocting in there. Oh, uh, so... <laughs> but whatever the cause of the creepy... Occurs, I hope you're high out there right now, please. Yes, if not, again, pause this. Pause us. Go get high. Come to my house. Text me. If you know where I live, just come on over. We'll, pa- we'll pause the podcast live. Yep. I don't know how that's going to work. We're not even at my house right now. I just mean when you go to listen to it at midnight. Oh, yeah. Come to right. my house. You're wake right. me up. listening to this as we record. Yeah. Right? That's how this works. You're super high. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm not, not high. I'm not low. <laughs> Uh, so whatever the cause of the creepy occurrences that befell the family, whether they were seized by a systematic delusion or demonic possession, it led to one of the most unusual cases ever handled by the Department of Child Services. Many of the events are detailed in nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, uh, Department of Child Children's Services personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. Ammons, who swears by her story, has been unusually open about it all. While she spoke on condition that her children not be interviewed or named, she did sign releases letting the star review medical, psychological, and official records that are not open to the public and not always flattering to her. Furthermore, the family story is made only more bizarre because it involves a DCS intervention, a string of psychological evaluations, a police investigation, and ultimately, a series of exorcisms. So it's a tale that they say started with flies. And God won three games to two. <laughs> he always wins. <laughs> Every time there's a series of exorcisms, you know, he God has the whole field advantage. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. It is. Uh, I would like to see them on a neutral ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See what happens then. Yeah. yeah. Come on, God. Come on, God. <laughs> yeah. And we're Man dead. Man up. And we're dead. <laughs> it's November, or so November 2011, Ammons' family moved into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary. A quiet lane lined with small one-story houses. November 2011? Mm-hmm. I've been married for one month. Okay. Talk about scary. Talk about an exorcism. <laughs> Talk about needing an exorcism. Uh, so big black Sorry. flies suddenly swarmed their screened in porch in December, despite the winter Screened shipping. in porch? Yeah, I fucked that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. This is not normal, Ammons' mother, Rosa Campbell, remembers thinking. We killed them and killed them and killed them, but they kept coming back. Big black flies. Big old black flies. In November, though. In December. Actually. December, okay. In November, the okay. flies are showing up in December. So, And it's Indianapolis. It does get sure. mighty chilly yeah. in December in Indianapolis. Uh, there were other strange happenings, too. After midnight, Campbell and Ammons both said... After midnight. They occasionally heard the steady clump of footsteps climbing the basement stairs... And the creak of the door opening between the basement and the kitchen. But no one was ever there. Ooh. They do have kids, though. Yeah. So, very good possibility that's the creak. Could be just, oh, my house makes noise, and I always think there's someone upstairs. Yeah, mine's always like, Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cover up that tattoo. <laughs> Fuck Joel. Joel. Uh, that's the- <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you heard him. You heard him. <laughs> 
I do think there might be somebody. You have seen the, like you've seen the videos of like or the cases where like there's been somebody living in a person's house. Oh yeah, yeah. So there has been weird things happening. That's a good movie too, where that guy was living inside the walls of the house. The new family moved in, and mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a it was a pretty was cool it like movie. Like a theatrical release. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, probably okay. like five years, four years ago, four or five years ago. It's like a husband, wife, and like their teenage daughter moves into the house and. There's like some like yeah. There's like a guy who like walks all weird and obviously like super skinny because he lives between oh, yeah. the walls and yeah. Me and you couldn't live between someone's walls. No, no, you'd have to be wide. Uh huh. Interior of your walls. Yeah. Yeah. So no worries about us. We're big boned. We're just gonna live right in the middle of your damn <laughs> yep. house. We're like, hey, we're here. You got a problem with it? Try to move us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I've had like uh, like just random things go missing from the kitchen. Uh huh. We talked about it on the on on air. Yeah, so your cabinet doors being open. That happens a lot yeah. too. I do. Yeah, so there might be somebody living here. Uh-huh. But so far they've been chill, man. Yeah, I got them doing weird shit That's like what that. I'm saying, man. Yeah, I don't care. Just... Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, <laughs> just let me know. We'll chill. We'll yeah. hang out. Like, don't look when you're, you know, taking poops and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's your private try time. Not to. Yeah, that's your private I'd time. Appreciate it if you, didn't. you deserve that time to yourself. <laughs> that's right. That's my time. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Uh, even after they locked the door, the noise would continue. Well, yeah, if it's somebody in the house. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Campbell said she woke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing her living room. She leaped out of the bed to investigate and found large, wet boot prints. On March 10th, 2012. Some wet-ass prints? Some wet-ass prints. Damn, she got the whop? She got the whop. Fuck! Uh, on March 10th, 2012, Campbell said the family's unease turned to fear. It was about 2 a.m. And fear leads to anger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, normally, Campbell, Ammons, and her children would have been asleep, but they were mourning the death of a loved one with a group of friends. Ammons, who was in Campbell's bedroom, startled everyone by screaming, Mama! Mama! Uh, which, Ammons is like an adult lady, so it's okay. weird. she would just start screaming, Mama. Yeah. Uh, Campbell said she ran into her bedroom where her then 12-year-old granddaughter and a friend were staying. Am- Ammons and Campbell said the 12-year-old was levitating above the bed unconscious. That means she was floating. She was floating. Yeah. She like, not like us. Uh-huh. No, yeah. She was like physically like, floating. Physically. Yeah. I guess we are, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, according to the accounts of the events, Ammons and several others surrounded the girl and started praying. Huh. Uh, Campbell said, which I don't think that would be my reaction. I know that would be my reaction. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm surprised. It's I would get a camera and take a fucking picture. I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like This? Okay, you're grounded. <laughs> yeah. First of all, young lady. Stop playing. Yeah. Uh, so she said she remembers being terrified. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, she thought, what's going on? Why is this happening? Eventually, Campbell said, uh, her granddaughter descended back onto the bed. She, and she woke up with no memory of what had happened. Mm. Campbell and Ammon said the people who were visiting that night refused to return. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Campbell says she was, she remembers telling her daughter... I'd want to go back. I'd be like, man, I want to float. That shit looks fun back. as fuck. Let's see what other weird shit happens. I mean, you're only going to float up to the ceiling. I do and have. You got a bed underneath you. Have I ever told you what my greatest fear is? Huh? And it's just the most irrational thing in the entire world, but I've literally, like... Just spent hours in this weird like. Well, tell me. Do anything. What if gravity stops working? Oh, would we just follow the ground, or would we like? I don't float know. Up. See, I think we'd float up. Oh but yeah. Now that you say that, I think you're right. Would I think we we'd just... just be crushed into the earth. That yeah. sucks too. Yeah. 
But I think the worst one would be floating up in the Thanks air. Thanks for putting that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Things have my biggest fear. <laughs> okay. It's in my top five immediately. It doesn't just stop. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Yeah. Man. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck the exorcism. <laughs> Google gravity. This, okay. This episode now is about gravity. Uh... So, <laughs> what is it, man? Campbell and Ammons. Text Sway. Ask him if yeah. he knows about gravity. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, Campbell and Ammons. After the show. Said they didn't know. Hopefully he replies and we become friends and best friends. Are we going to ask him that kind of stuff? Gravity. Like, Sway, what about gravity? <laughs> yeah. Like, he should bring us in. How do airplanes work, Sway? We should be on his show. Uh-huh. And we should just be the two white guys who are just rambling like, Hey, Sway, what's gravity? Yeah. And then he can just start talking about it. How's hot air balloons work? <laughs> Thanks, Sway. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. We could uh, ask his guests. He could have, like, rappers on, you know, like... Hey, Jermaine. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, like Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, Jermaine. He's going to have like a 90s flashback show. I why why would he have yeah, I have no idea why. That's the, a 90s rapper was the first thing I... Not even a rapper. Man. Like, more of like an R&B artist. Whatever cool points you had just went down the drain. But did they, though? Yep. Because, I mean, everything's about the retro <laughs> shit now. So <laughs> Not I that retro. Really. No. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right. I never claimed to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying any points you may have had. Uh, just accidentally. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You're so, through being cool. Oh, oh! Good album. I saved the day there. <laughs> oh, oh! <sighs> Exorcism. Okay. Campbell and Ammons said they didn't know exactly what it was, but they believed it was something supernatural. They called uh, local churches, but most of the churches refused to listen. Eventually, after listening to Campbell and Ammons talk about the house and visiting it. Officials at one church told them that the Carolina Street House had spirits in it. They recommended the family clean the home with bleach and ammonia, then use oil to draw crosses on every door and window. At the church's suggestion, which this is not what the church suggested, at the church's suggestion, Ammon said she poured olive oil on her three children's hands and feet, then smeared oil in the shape of crosses on their foreheads. This poor kid. That's not exactly what the church said. Yeah. Uh, Campbell and Ammons also told the star they reached out to two clairvoyants uh, who said the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons. Wow. That's a lot of demons. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, like, save some demons for somebody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah, don't hog all the demons. Don't hog all the demons. Makes you kind of a demon. Yeah. So. Oh, 201 demons. <laughs> uh, their explanation made sense to Campbell and Ammons, they say, because it meshed with their Christian faith. The best thing you can do is move, Ammons remembers the clairvoyance telling her, but moving wasn't an option for the cash-strapped family. Instead, anytime I have a gun, uh-huh. you can call me cash-strapped. Oh. Instead, Ammons said she took a clairvoyance advice and made an altar in the basement. Amos, or Ammons covered an end table with a white sheet, then placed a white candle and a statue of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus on it. She opened a Bible to Psalm 91, which, of course, is... Um, thou don't get high on thou's own supply. Close. Okay. That's 94. Ah, oh, shit. We'll get okay. She said she and another person donned white t-shirts. A lot of white going on here. White t-shirts and wound white scarves around their heads. Also, on a clairvoyance advice, they burned sage and sulfur throughout the house. And I bet the... 
clairvoyant sold him all this shit. Oh. Well, I have all this stuff, it's too. It's in a bundle, actually. You need the shirts and the candles and the scarves? Really? They... I'm doing a special right now. And we know that you love the bundle. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> As long as there's meat on the bone, I'll bundle. I said, I was talking to someone there, Dave. I can't remember what I was talking to him about. But I said, oh, yeah, there's still meat on that bone. <laughs> and then I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I've been bundled in the Joel shit. Uh, I don't know where I end and you begin at this point. It's We're basically cat dog yep. at this point. Uh, the smoke was so thick that, uh, sorry, upstairs worked the way down with the sage and sulfur. The smoke was so thick they could barely breathe. In there, Hammonds drew a cross with the smoke, which is, I've never tried that. Yeah. Sounds neat. Sounds like some vaping tricks, and that shit pisses me <laughs> off. Yeah. Watching motherfuckers, like, blow out clouds and it shit. It would annoy me when people did that with cigarettes. Yeah. They would have all the tricks. Like, uh-huh. Just fucking smoke like a normal <laughs> Just kill yourself, and why are you, why are you bothering me with your yeah. suicide? Like, this, Why do you have to get this much attention? <laughs> yeah, but then they have, like, vape contests, and... Ugh. So then she read, uh, is it Psalm, was I saying Psalm? I I think you said Psalms before. Psalm 91, out loud as they move through the house. Psalm 91 is, you will not fear the terror, the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. That's that's all. That's Psalm ninety one. You'd be a good what, preacher, man. I don't know what any of it means. No, so, well, you did it really well. Like you, you. Have you ever heard Palms ten? What if I said that and then just took both my hands and smacked you on your each side of your face at once? Is that what it is? No. Oh, I just made it <laughs> no, up. Palms weird because you know palms. Yeah, in my hand maybe it was a thing. And ten are my fingers. Uh huh. You want to be missing a few of those fingers? <laughs> That's why I didn't do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I know my fucking role. Like, I don't. Uh, Ammon said nothing. You would kill me. Odd happened for three days. Then things got worse, Joel. Yeah. I mean, that's about how long that shit will last is three days. The psalm didn't work. Yeah. Uh, the family said demons possessed. Well, it worked for three days, so it did. Like, yeah, like true. you got a tattoo, it did uh-huh. work, uh-huh. but just not like forever. forever. Yeah. yeah, and with but, o- it didn't work with honor or anything. <laughs> with honor, <laughs> my hatred for <laughs> well, that will burn forever. Yeah, not <laughs> hatred, but just a uh, disappointment. Okay, well, you know, you know, as long as you're not mad. Nah, as as I can't just, stay mad at as you, long as buddy. You're just disappointed. I can't stay mad at you. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Ammon said, "Oh, we talked about it." So the family said demons possessed Ammon's and her children, uh, then ages seven, nine, and twelve. The kids' eyes bulged. Evil smiles crossed their faces. And their voices deepened every time it happened. Okay, uh, how is that different from any other fucking snot nosed kid? Kids that just do weird <laughs> yeah. Things. yeah. And I have a weird snot nosed kid, so. Yeah, I mean, kids do weird shit. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, Especially like, man, my mom hates it when I do this. Check this out, yeah. you know? I used to flip my eyelids inside out. You ever do that? No, I yeah. I always, I always thought I was going to get stuck or something. Oh. Uh. So I never wanted to. I mean, I'm not going to do it right now. You're looking at me. I'm wearing glasses, I'm and I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, Campbell said the demons didn't affect her because she was born with protection from evil. She said she and others like her have a guardian who protects them. Uh, Ammons, which, you know, maybe she should figure out how to give the kids and her daughter that protection. Yeah, break right? a little bit off for them. Yeah. Break a little piece. <clears throat> break it down. Break it down. Uh, Ammon said she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm when she was possessed. Her body shook, and she said she felt out of control. She's got she's got the fucking flu. 
She got the COVID. Yeah. Uh, 2011. 2011. Patient zero. The youngest boy, then seven, sat in a closet talking to a boy that no one else could see. The other boy was describing what it felt like to be killed. That's weird. Campbell said the seven-year-old once flew out of the bathroom as if he'd been thrown, and a headboard once smacked into Ammons' daughter, causing a wound that needed stitches. The 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. She said she heard a voice say they'd never seen her family, that she'd never see her family again, and that she wasn't going to live for another 20 minutes. Some nights were so bad the family slept at a hotel. I thought they were cash-strapped! Yeah. You used to be four in hotel rooms out here? Yeah. Doesn't sound like you're... You're like an exorcism discount? Like, hey, we're possessed by demons. Oh, we got a room for that. Yeah, I think there is a discount. Uh, Okay, good, good. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Finally, in desperation, they went... Discount devil check. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. They went to the family physician, Dr. Jeffrey Onyukwa. Okay. uh, On April 19th, 2012. Ammon said she told him what they were going through, hoping he might understand. Anuqua told the star that it was bizarre. 20 years and I've never heard anything like anything like that in my life, he said. I was scared myself when I walked into the room. He said he would not speak in more detail unless Ammons had psychiatric clearance for the waiver of con- confidentiality, she signed. In, the, in his medical notes about the visit, Onyukwa wrote delusions of ghosts in home and hallucinations. He also wrote history of ghosts at home <laughs> and delusional. <laughs> Uh, what Ammons and Campbell say happened next was also detailed in a DCS report of a family case manager's interviews with the medical staff. Campbell said Ammons' son cursed Onyuka, Onyukwa in demonic voices raging at him. Medical staff said the youngest boy was lifted and thrown into the wall with nobody touching him, according to the DCS report. The boys abruptly passed out and wouldn't come to, Campbell added. She cradled one boy in her arms. Ammons held the other. Someone from the doctor's office called 911. The doctor said seven or eight police officers and multiple ambulances showed up. Arrest those demons. <laughs> Shoot them. Uh, they should have called the Ghostbusters. Really. Oh, that's who you call. Everybody was. They couldn't figure out. Because those girls will come and they'll take care yes, of it. Those right. ladies. Those ladies will they, bust ghosts. They will. Like no one's ever seen you them. You call them. I've never seen them. Uh-uh. Didn't watch the movie. Oh, I didn't either. Not for any... Because you hate women? Not because of anything like that? No, because I love Ghostbusters. Clearly looked awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look like total shit. Ghostbusters 2 is probably one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. I don't need to watch other people being Ghostbusters. Yeah. I want I've seen Ghostbusters. I've seen it. Um, everybody, oh, police and emergency personnel took the boys to Methodist Hospital's campus in Gary. Ammon said hospital personnel laughed at her. How many people do you think you can fit in Gary? Apparently quite a few. Okay. Uh, a whole hospital inside Gary? a whole hospital in there. Just crammed it How do you expect there. them to learn when they can't fit inside the building? What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> uh, Ammon said hospital personnel laughed at her desire to anoint her sons in olive oil. Well, <laughs> it is an odd thing. Yeah. I don't know if I would have laughed at her. Probably I mean, maybe if, it, if it was the weekend, perhaps. It was like a Wednesday, you know? Yeah, so, they were really like, yeah. Shit here olive on. oil gets delivered on Thursdays. Yeah. So, by Wednesdays, most of it's been given out. That's the way it goes. So, people coming on, you know, the, you just, it's laughable. You need a lot of olive oil to get into Gary. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so, <laughs> uh, she said that she couldn't talk to the hospital staff, so she talked to God. 
The boys, which, okay. <laughs> the boys woke up in the hospital. The older boy, then nine, acted rationally, but the youngest screamed and thrashed. She said it took five men to hold him down. A nine-year-old boy. Five men. They, they had cameras in hospitals then. Mm-hmm. So we could see this. There should be footage everywhere. Which, we're about to talk about something that there should definitely be footage of. Okay. Because there's not, call them bullshit. Okay. Uh, because if this happened, it would be online everywhere. It'd be like, um, I've seen that most shocking videos, mm-hmm. you know, on Fox. It'd be on at least four different ones. Sure, yeah. So, uh, so someone called DCS and asked the agency to investigate Ammons for possible child abuse or neglect. Hey, she's down here wanting to put all of her yeah. kids. We need somebody to down here. <laughs> on a fucking Wednesday! <laughs> she knows we're out of that yeah. uh, The caller, who was not named in the DCS report, speculated that Ammons might have a mental illness. Yeah, I think! The person believed the children were performing for Ammons, and she was encouraging their behavior. DCS family case manager Valerie Washington was asked to handle the initial, initial investigation. Uh, she gave the following account to police and in her intake officer's report. Hospital personnel examined Ammons and her children and found them to be healthy and free of marks or bruises. A hospital psychiatri- psychiatrist evaluated Ammons and determined she was of sound mind. So that's her uh, report. Yeah. She then interviewed the family in the hospital. When she spoke with Ammons, the seven-year-old boy, here's the part that should be on camera. Uh-huh. Uh, the seven-year-old boy started growling with his teeth showing. His eyes rolled back in his head. He locked his hands around his older brother's throat and refused to let go until boy until adults pried his hands open. open. Later that evening, Washington and registered nurse Willie Lee Walker, brought, great name, <laughs> brought the two boys into a small exam room for an interview. Campbell joined them. The seven-year-old stared into his brother's eyes and began to growl again. It's time to die, the boy said in a deep, unnatural voice. I will kill you. While the youngest boy spoke, the older brother started headbutting Campbell in the stomach. Campbell grabbed her grandson's hands and started praying. What happened next would rattle the witnesses, and to some it would offer not only evidence, but proof of paranormal activity. All right, lay it on me. According to Washington's original DCS report, an account... And corroborated, which is an account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, the nine-year-old had a weird grin and walked backwards up a wall to the ceiling. He then flipped over Campbell, landing on his feet, never letting go of his grandmother's hand. So, now that I've reread this, <laughs> I have now noticed... But now you're real high again, so that's fucking so, pretty cool. Well, so I've now... I didn't notice this part the other two times. Uh-huh. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. So that means he, because I was thinking in my head, he's just free walking uh-huh. backwards up a wall and then flipped forward. Yeah. But if he's got his grandmother's hands holding him, then yeah, you could walk up something backwards because yeah. you, you still have her supporting you. Yeah. And then you could just kids do all types of kids, shit. So you could just flip right over. Sure. So this is nothing. I used to like uh, like the door jams, you know. I'd climb up that shit, climb up the walls of my hallway. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's not quite the same. You used but... to be Spider-Man is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah. you gave up the web sling. These kids sound really fucking cool. Head and shit and, like, choking out. Yeah, they just seem like kids. They sound like, yeah, kids being little fucking hellion kids. So now that I've read that part again and realized it, that was the smoking gun, I thought. And now it's nothing. Yeah, I feel like if they knew all this stuff was going in they're going to interview them, why wouldn't you take a camera? Yeah. I've seen film footage films. Yeah. I know how this works. Sure. They always set up a camera. Or and it gets knocked at over. At least like an vo- uh, audio recording or something, you know? Yeah. And then when anything actually happens, it gets knocked over. Mm-hmm. You don't actually get to see it. 
Or maybe we're just so, uh, you know, just, I don't know what the word is, but we just don't believe shit. Cynical. Yeah, we're cynical bastards. <laughs> yes. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's the word. Like, that shit could happen in front of me. I'm like, hold on. I wasn't real. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Get my camera out. Later, police ask Washington whether the boy had run up the wall as they're performing an acrobatic trick. Yeah. No, she told them. She said the boy glided backwards onto the floor, the wall, and then off Moonwalked. The, the ceiling. Moonwalked. Yeah. yeah. Cool. She did not respond to the star's request for comment. But she told police she was scared when it happened and ran out of the room. As for Walker, Washington said, he ran out of the room with me. We don't know what was going on, Walker told the star. That was crazy. I was like, everybody got to go. <laughs> that was Willie Lee Walker. But you all know, you got to go. My shift ended a half hour ago. Crazy. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, according to Washington's report, they told a doctor what happened. The doctor, who did not believe them, asked the boy to walk up the wall again. Yeah. Exactly what I would do. Uh, Walker said he told the doctor he doubted the boy could repeat the feat. This kid was not himself when he did that, Walker said. The boy said he didn't remember what happened and couldn't do it. Likely story. Likely How story, Junior. You little lying bastard. You little motherfucker. Uh, Walker, who said he previously believed in demons and spirits, thought the boy's behavior had some demonic spirit to it. A little bit. A tinge. But also was a result of a mental illness. I mean, a, it seems to run in the family. Yeah. A police report quoted Washington saying she believed there could be an evil influence affecting the family. Ammon said she spent the night at the hospital with her seven-year-old MTV? son. MTV? Huh? They're influenced by MTV? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, she spent the night at the hospital with her seven-year-old son while Campbell took Ammons' daughter and older son to her relative's home in Gary. Uh, the next day was Ammons' youngest son's eighth birthday. Ammons said DCS officials asked Campbell to bring the older children back to the hospital, presumably to talk more about what happened. The family celebrated the boy's birthday by singing and e eating a miniature cake. Oh, wow. Don't know what that even means. Uh, I mean, a smaller cake. Yeah, it's a cupcake. That, a they're cash strapped. They're cash strapped. They can't afford a whole cake. So a they got a cake. Yeah. Just a cupcake. Just a cupcake. Yeah, that's you nailed that one. It's a ho ho. <laughs> uh, DCS a ding dong. Uh, was so then. Oh, so DCS took the emergency step of taking custody of the children without a court order. All of the children are experiencing spiritual and emotional distress. Washington wrote in the DCS form. Ammons told the Star she and her children cried because they didn't want to be separated. We already been through so much and fought so hard for our lives, she recalled. It was obvious we were a team and we were beating it, whatever it was we were fighting. No, we made not. it through together as a team and they separated us. Didn't sound like they were winning. No, not at all. Uh, but you do have to keep them separated. <laughs> and I'll tell you how you can be winning. You can listen to this ad. Oh. Coming at you right now. All right, and we're back. Uh, so where were we? Uh, unfortunately, Ammons... We were talking about how you covered up the Craig Kilborn tattoo. I think we're way past Oh, that. okay, yeah, yeah. Exorcism. I think, I think we're talking... They're uh, going to separate them. Yeah, like you said, they got to keep them separated. Yep. Uh, Latoya Ammons, unfortunately her children, uh, have just been taken from and her... And I'm not a fan of that. No. Uh... The demons win. Here. Okay, so, DCS had to take them, because they said they were experiencing spiritual and emotional distress. Uh, the Reverend Michael Maganot, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it or not. It uh, is, I know him. Maganotti, maybe. We'll say Maganot. Was leading to, leading Bible study in his living room the morning of April 20th, 
420, man. Ah, uh, yeah, man. 2012. Oh, shit. When he received a call from a hospital chaplain. Uh, Maganot had been the priest at St. Stephen, Martyr Parish, and Merrillville for more than 10 years, but had never received a request like this one. The chaplain asked him to perform an exorcism on Amos's nine-year-old son. Maganot agreed to interview the family after Sunday Mass a few days later. The first step, Maganot said, was ruling out natural causes for what Ammons and her family said they were experiencing. He visited Ammons and Campbell in the Carolina Street home April 22, 2012. For two hours, Ammons and Campbell detailed the phenomena for him. Then Campbell interrupted the interview to point out a flickering bathroom light. The flickering stopped each time Maganot walked over to investigate, which he attributed to a demonic presence. Obviously. It must be scared of me, he later told the star that he thought. This guy thinks a lot of himself. The interview was interrupted again. I can tell it was scared of me, my big giant dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have a big giant dick like me. Demons are yeah. They are afraid of Demons me. don't want to keep flickering lights around me. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, the interview was interrupted once again when Campbell pointed out Venetian blinds in the kitchen swinging even though there was no air current. <gasps> Maganot said he also saw wet footprints throughout the living room. These just lumps, more lumps. These just sound like mischievous little <laughs> yeah. demons. Like wipe your fucking feet before you come in. Uh, Ammons complained about having a headache. Maganot said she convulsed when he placed a crucifix against her head. Well, same. After a four-hour interview, Maganot said he was convinced the family was being tormented by demons. He said he also believed there were ghosts in the house. Ooh, demons and ghosts. Wow. Uh, Maganot blessed the house. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Praying, reading from the Bible, and sprinkling sprinkling holy water in each room. He told Ammons and Campbell to well, leave. Well, this holy water isn't free. Okay, I'm gonna need some money. <laughs> uh, he told Ammons and Campbell that they should leave because it wasn't safe. So they temporarily moved in with a relative. When you come back, all your food might be eaten. I don't know. I'm, I don't not, know. I'm not saying it will be eaten, but I think you should leave. And just whatever food. And like, I don't know if you have an underwear drawer. It may look like it's been gone through. These are demons, okay? I don't know. I don't know. There might be some underwear missing along with all your food. It just happens at these things, okay? It's all I'm saying. But you guys should leave. And let me stay here for just a couple hours. And you're going to come back to missing underwear and missing food. But no more demons. But no, that's, that's demons for you. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Definitely no food around there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the demons. It's not me. Nope. Don't even know why you got this. <laughs> I know. I should have to keep saying it's not me. I don't have to defend myself. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> uh, what's less than a week later. You're the, so dumb. The two women returned to Carolina Street uh, to let Washington, the DCS family case manager, check the condition of the home. She asked a Lake County police officer to come with her. Two other officers, one each from Gary and Hammond Police Departments, asked to join them out of professional curiosity. Ammons refused to go inside, but Campbell agreed to accompany the group. Ammons' kids were still in DCS custody. The main floor had three bedrooms, a living room, one bathroom, so you... You respect a one bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are they are cash strapped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all them people shitting in one toilet. Yeah. Like, that's how you get demons. It is. Uh, <laughs> one bathroom, hardwood floors, and a small open style kitchen. A door in the kitchen led to a basement with concrete floors. Director. Why is there a toilet down there? <laughs> it doesn't say. Uh, directly under the stairs was a dirt floor. 
The concrete around it was jagged, as though it had been broken. The makeshift altar Ammons had created was still in place, along with rings of salt she had poured against the basement walls to dissuade the demons. According to a hand that also work for slugs. <laughs> it will. Demons and slugs. Yeah. Demons, but salt should really use that to like sell more salt. Yeah. Like you got demons. Do you got slugs? Then get more salt. Get rid of all of them. And we won't take your underwear out of your drawer. Salt, 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 <laughs> salt, 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 salt. We're salty boys. <laughs> uh, so Campbell told officers that demons seem to emanate from beneath the stairs. They like that's where they hang out. Uh huh. So they come up through there. Demons and regulators. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came up. Demons eliminate or uh, what do they do? Uh-huh. Em- uh, regulators. Uh, no, the demons emanate. Is uh, that emanate. the word? Emanate. Emulate. Emulate. Yeah, they emulate okay. the regulators. Okay. That's what you're regulators about, mount up. And they mount up. Uh, okay. So then the demons mount up. Solved it. Because they're emulating. Yeah. Emulating. Yeah. That's a weird word. Emulating. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why you can download emulators. Oh. Which act like a Nintendo 64, a Sega Genesis, a Nintendo, oh. what have you. There's different emulators for different okay. systems. Because they emulate the original system. You blew my mind. Learning. I'm learning, fun. yeah. Again. Or no, wait. That's not what that says at all. <laughs> Austin, the Gary police captain, was one of those officers. He later told the star that he believed in ghosts and the supernatural, but said he didn't believe in demons. Oh, that's where he draws the yeah. line. Now, ghosts in the supernatural. <laughs> yeah. course, are demons not supernatural? They are. Okay. They definitely are. I've seen a lot of episodes of Buffy. I would like to see him like, make me a list. Uh-huh. And I was at the top, like, just write supernatural. And, like, you list all the things that are and are not. Yeah, demons are. I like to see what doesn't make the yeah. list. So, Frankensteins. They're not. No, I wouldn't call him supernatural. He's more medical okay. monster, you know. Well, he's, you know. Mothman? Supernatural as fuck. Yeah. Gene? Mm-hmm. Gene, Gene is supernatural. Is super. Yeah. <laughs> Natural. He's naturally super. Yeah. Uh, go listen to that episode. We That's, interviewed the Mothman. Guy. We did. Yeah. It's our break between season one and season the two. The actual Mothman. Yeah, Gene fucking Mothman. Yeah. Big Tom Selleck fan. <laughs> uh, big, big fucking guy, too. Big fan of us now. Big fucking moth. He, he He's weird. He calls all the time and always have to, like, you know... Like, I I won't answer. Like, text me, Gene. That's why I quit leaving my porch light on. Yeah. Just can't have it. Just text us, Gene. Can't have it anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we invite him in one time. You gotta stop showing up, Gene. Yep. That's why you don't invite Mothman into your house, because he doesn't... He's a lot like a Dracula. Yeah. Couldn't come in until we invited him. That was weird. Now I can't get him to leave. Now I can't get him to he leave. He won't hurt us or anything, but... No, if we touch him, he turns to touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where am I at here? So, during the interview uh, with Campbell... Oh, but... Uh, so, Austin, the Gary Police Chief, yeah. happened here. He changed his mind about demons... Believing demons after he visited the camp. Oh, so now demons are supernatural. Mm-hmm. Okay. So during the interview with Campbell, one of the officers' audio recorders malfunctioned, uh, according to the police reports. Bullshit. The power light flashed to indicate the batteries batteries were dying, even though the officer had placed fresh batteries in the recorder earlier that day. Yeah, now, but fresh. I mean, he probably got it like out of the fucking TV remote or something. Now, if you ever watch Ghost Adventures uh-huh. or any other ghost hunting show, it is extremely common. For ghost encounters, during a ghostly encounter, yeah. for batteries to die, even hmm. if they're brand new, fresh batteries. Okay. So that does seem to be, like, they, they the ghost takes the power sure. of batteries 
for some reason. Or just everybody's bullshitting us. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. I would still love to go ghost hunting. It's like wrestling. Like, the more you believe it, the funner it is for yeah. you. You know? I would love to be a ghost hunter. Yeah. You know how much cool, like, how cool it would just you be? You get like, to get in, like, old buildings and just, like, walk around and be, and like. Just, like, hold up a thing and say, hey, ghost. Yeah. It's like, like they said, there's no, there's no new ghost. Mm-mm. You know, you're not, like, going to go fucking see, like. Cool ghosts, like in you know, retro cool gear now. It's all like old people, it's always like from the Victorian age, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just they don't make ghosts like they used to because they don't make ghosts, they don't make them, yeah. No, I would love to, yeah. If we could, like, what I really want to do is as a YouTube series, me and you go into places uh-huh. with like you know, night vision gear, whatever the fuck we need, and do ghost hunting stuff. I'd, I'd do it, I'd really like to get into like the Moundsville. Um, prison. Yeah, but I don't want the tour. I just want them to let us and like, a couple other people with like a camera crew go in. You can go in there, the but night. they're sold out now. I actually just looked into that. But like, I think you have to have like a tour guide. Yeah, like, I don't want anybody with us. Yeah, so let us in there. Well, we'll just sneak off. Let us do our own thing. We'll kill the tour guide. That's going to go. be the first ghost that we investigate. We yeah. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> Let's solve the murder of this man and let his ghost rest easy. That's going to be a good episode. Uh, we already know the answer. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll look geniuses. We'll look like geniuses. So another officer recorded audio, and when he played it back later, heard an unvo- unknown voice whisper, Hey. According to Lake County Police Records. Hey. That's it. Just, hey. Hey. Uh, that's what he says in Little Nightmares too. Oh, the one little guy to the other guy, like you can press a button. We need your friend to come over, and he goes, "Hey." I don't know what Little Nightmares. Hey. one or two. Is. They're both really cool games. Other oh, games. Yeah, yeah, games on. Uh, I used to play them on the Switch, but they're also on the Xbox. Okay, Little Nightmares. All right, one and two, good games. <laughs> Recommended by Joel. They're supernatural. Uh, the officer also took photos of the house. In one photo of the basement stairs, there was a cloudy white image. In the upper right-hand corner. When an officer enlarged the photo, that cloud appeared to resemble a face. Ooh. Uh, that's what the police records say. Let's see the fucking photo. Yeah, I know. None of this is in there. The enlargement also revealed a second green image that police said looked like a female. Austin, fo- Austin said photos he snapped with his iPhone also seemed to have strange silhouettes in them. Them motherfuckers wouldn't know a female if they sat on their face. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then the radio in his police-issued Ford malfunctioned on the way home. So maybe they just have shitty equipment. Yeah, that's what I think. Later, Austin said the garage at his Gary home, which is funny. <laughs> that's my Gary home, uh, refused to open, even though the power was on everywhere else. Austin said the driver's seat in his personal 2005 Infinity also started moving backwards and forwards on his own. He said he had the car checked at the dealership, and the mechanic told him that the motor on the driver's seat was broken, which the mechanic said could have caused a distraction leading to an accident. So he's thinking these the demons, demons are trying to give him the wreck. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, Austin, and the number one cause for that in cars is demons. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've always said that. Sure. Austin said he found himself starting to believe Ammons' claims of paranormal activity, but the mental health professionals evaluating Ammons and her children remain skeptical. In April 2012, DCS petitioned Lake Juvenile Court for temporary wardship of the three children, and the request was granted. Uh, DCS found that Ammons neglected her children's education by not having them in school. The agency made the same finding in 2009, this record show. Ammons told Washington there were times... So she's been going on at this point then. So, 1912, four years? Yeah. Yeah, at least. What the fuck? Uh, She said there were times she could not send the kids to school because the spirits would make them sick. Or they'd be up all night without sleep. DCS temporarily placed her daughter... Yeah, that's what crystal meth does, okay? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Don't cook in the trailer. An older son at St. Joseph's Carmelite her home in East Chicago. Ammons' youngest son was sent to Christian Haven in Wheatfield for a psychiatric evaluation. Clinical psychologist Stacy Wright, who evaluated Ammons' youngest son, said the boy tended to act possessed when he was challenged, redirected, or asked questions he didn't want to answer. In her evaluation, Wright, Wright wrote that he seemed coherent and logical except when he talked about the demons. It was then that the eight-year-old... So it was like he enjoyed the reaction he got whenever the... De- you know, that's kind of what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, you know, if he didn't want to have to answer something, yeah. he would just do that thing. Yeah, do the demon thing. Yeah. Uh, it was then that the eight-year-old's stories became bizarre, fragmented, and illogical, Wright said. His stories changed each time he told them. He also changed the subject, quizzing Wright on math problems and asking her about outer space. Can you die if you go to space, he asked. <laughs> Okay, tweet that this way. <laughs> hey, this isn't from us. This, way. this is from uh, the possessed boy. boy in our story. Uh, how do you get to space? <laughs> do you have to wear a helmet and a suit? Right, believe. way. How do you get to space? Do you have to wear a helmet and a suit? Can you die? <laughs> uh, she believed that the eight-year-old did not suffer from a true psychotic disorder. He was just curious. Yeah. Uh, this appears know. to be an unfortunate and sad case of a child who has been inter- induced into a delusional system perpetuated by his mother and potentially reinforced by other relatives. Yes. Clinical yes, psych- queen. <laughs> yes. yes. Clinical psychologist Joel Schwartz. Joel? It's another Joel. There's two of you. OJ? This is the only other the Joel. The other Joel? The other Joel. Uh, he evaluated Ammons' daughter and older son, and he came to a similar similar conclusion. There also appears to be a need to assess the extent to which Amos's daughter may have, he didn't say that, he put her name, may have been unduly influenced by her mother's concerns that the family was exposed to paranormal experiences, he wrote. Like, you want to make your mom happy as a kid. Yeah. Like, over all your shit bag, but, like, you want your, you know, if you can make your mom happy, you're going to. Over all your shit bags. Oh, overall, kids are shit bags, man. We're all shit bags, overall. You know, we can all have good days. Mm-hmm. You know, and these kids, I think, just want three a year. these kids just like want to like want their mom to love them. Probably want to just it's just brainwashed. Isn't it shit, weird man. when you have a good day? Because you're just like this isn't gonna last. This is like ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, like, man, I'm gonna fall hard from this. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, every time. Yep. Yeah. Like, so oh, all my good days, by the end of them, I'm like, oh, fuck, like, god damn, oh, why fuck. does this day have to be so good? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Uh, Life. Life. Uh, Ammons' daughter told Schwartz that she saw shadowy figures in the Carolina Street home. She also said she twice went into trances. Ammons' older son told Trans Schwartz... Trance me once, shame on me! Trance me twice! Shame on you, Trans- demons. Trance me three times. <laughs> you ain't gonna trance me again. You're not gonna get again. Uh, Ammons' son told Schwartz... George Bush, everybody. ...that doors would slam and stuff started moving around. Ammons also was examined several times by psychologists who said she was guarded, but did not seem to be experiencing symptoms of psychosis or thought disorder. One psychologist recommended Ammons be assessed to determine whether her religious, religious, religiosity, which I never knew was a word. No. Uh, Learning more stuff. May be masking underlying delusional ideations or perceptual disturbances. Ammons and all three kids continued to insist they were possessed by demons. Uh, DCS set goals for the family. One of them stipulated that the children not discuss demons. and be, Just don't fucking talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Just shut up about it. Yeah. Uh, and take responsibility for their actions. 
They also need to participate. I'm gonna put a sign over my house. No demon talk. Yeah, don't fucking talk about no. it. No. First rule of Demon Club. <laughs> <laughs> the very don't, don't first goddamn rule. talk about it. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> DCS officials credited Ammons for sharing a close bond with her children. Second rule: No wet ass prince. Okay. <laughs> no wop. Yeah. Uh, Keep well, wop. Some wop. Uh, the agency also said she needed to use alternate forms of discipline not directly related to religion and demonic possession. I've always said that. Uh, That's rule number three. Yeah. Ammons had also found a job, or she had to find a job in appropriate housing due to the paranormal activity at the house on Carolina Street. While Ammons worked on meeting those objectives, police and DCS officials continued to investigate strange happenings in the house. There is literally nothing else going on in Gary, Indiana. It's a Jesus Christ. Boring ass place. Uh, I for some reason Gary, Indiana is like that's something in pop culture. I think you're thinking of Erie, Pennsylvania, maybe. That's another one. I don't. Uh, Gary, like I, I kind of thought that too, but then I thought maybe it was just the Erie, because they kind of sound alike. They're eerily alike. Gary, Erie, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's known for its large steel mills and the birthplace of the Jackson Five music. Uh, that's probably yeah. That's it then right there, Jack. I mean, that's a pretty good pop cultural, yeah. you know. And they're known for demons. And demons. Yeah, I mean, look what uh, happened to Michael? Yeah, that's about it then. Other wait, other notable people. Uh, so the Jackson Five aren't the only Kid Rock famous people to come out of. Well, he's from Detroit. Oh yeah. Um, hold on, this is taking longer than I thought it was going to take. Reggie Miller. Uh, Larry Bird. That's, he's French Lick, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, uh, here, here we Which go. is a pretty fucking cool name, too. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, Charles Atkins. Have you ever French Licked anybody? French, not, yeah. <laughs> okay. Not lately. But, not, uh, been a while. Uh, none of these people are famous. Um, awesome. This is good. This is good uh, listening. Larry, wait a minute. Larry Demick? A, 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 a New York Nick, but Demick? You see what I'm saying? Demick? Demick? My God. My it all started God. with the Knicks. We just yeah. solved it. Uh, yeah, these are all. Uh, these are none of these famous people. How did they get away with saying famous? Fred Williamson. Oh, not that Fred. Who's Williamson. that? You know the actor that's in everything. Plays the old guy. Let's well, uh, just edit all this out after Jackson Five. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> the Jackson Five are from Gary, Indiana. Uh, Campbell, Ammons, Austin, and the two and two other police officers from the initial visit went back to the Carolina Street home. On the afternoon of May 10th, 2012, the police officers visited after work hours. Don't know why we need to know that. <laughs> they were joined by Maginot, two Lake County police officers with a police dog, and DCS family case manager Samantha, Samantha Illick. Illick, who was also there in official capacity, told the star that she volunteered to go in uh, Washington's place because Washington was too afraid to go back to the house. Yeah. A county... Uh, officer took his police dog around the home, but the dog didn't show any interest in that particular area. Dogs don't give a fuck about demons. Yeah. Everyone else had... Well, it's looking for drugs. It's been trained for drugs. Not Not demons. demons. (laughs) Like, I couldn't train a dog to detect demons because it would just bark at me. Mm -hmm. Because I have so many demons. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of skeletons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literal, literal skeletons. Literally. Yeah. Uh, They're pouring out. Um, Everybody else headed into the basement. Illick touched some strange liquid she saw dripping in the basement. Don't ever Never that. touch strange liquid you find in the basement. Uh, and she said it felt slippery. Yes. You find any strange liquid in my pants? Touch well, it. She said it did feel slippery and oh. sticky. Oh. So, you know. It was a Death Leopard song. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Maganot told police he wanted to check the dirt under the stairs for a pentagram or personal objects that might have been cursed. He said a pentagram might indicate a demonic presence and possible portal to hell, uh, according to a police report. Possible! Or if someone had died in the house and was buried under the stairs, that would explain the paranormal activity, mm. Maganot said. One of the police officers dug a four-foot by three-foot hole beneath the stairs. Uh, do you think they found a pentagram? Oh, they probably found, like, found a, a pentagram carved into a dead body. Okay. Close. They found some pink press-on fingernails, a pair of white panties, oh. a political <laughs> pin shirt, T-shirt. <laughs> so the white panties are coming back then. Uh-huh. That's where the panties went. Yeah, that's because it's fucking Maginot. Yeah, he fucking uh, took them and buried them. A lid for a small cooking pan. <laughs> Socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles, candy wrappers, and uh, a heavy metal object that looked like a weight for a drapery cord. Wow. So, not a pentagram. That's all pretty demonic. Weird shit. Yeah. Like, that is the weirdest combination. Like, it's shit from the last house that got torn down that they built on top of. Yes. So, they didn't find anything else. They replaced the dirt and raked over it. Maganot blessed some salt, which is said to be a barrier to evil. And spread it How could the underwear be white if it's, like, buried in dirt? Wouldn't it, like, turn brown? You would have thought. Yeah. But, I mean, apparently not. He's like, let me look that clean, see what the collar is underneath it. <laughs> What's up with the <laughs> socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles? Below the... Those are just... Now those are the, just... The wrist is probably, yeah, those are, like, wrist warmers. Like, so they know, don't even... Like, yeah, they were just like, oh, those are socks cut yeah. off. The- it, it's like, let's get physical... Physical, you seen that video, and they all have like the little wristbands awesome. on or like ankle warmers or something. Oh, yeah. That's how you warm your ankles, I'll buddy. You're like, man, my feet are so fucking hot, but my, my ankles, ankles are cold. I don't know what to do. And they're like, are you tired of having hot feet and cold ankles? It's like a vest for your body, for your foot. You know, it's like my torso is cold, but my my arms are burning the fuck up. I like that as a tagline. Uh huh. It's like a vest for your foot. Yeah, it's a foot vest. <laughs> We've got a product. <laughs> uh, Illick said she was later standing in the living room with the rest of the group when her left pinky finger started to tingle and whiten. She complained it felt broken all of a sudden. Less than ten minutes later, Illick said she felt as if she was having a panic attack. She couldn't breathe, so she walked outside to wait for the group. When the, pre- when the priest started questioning Ammons inside the house, she complained of a headache and shoulder pain, according to the police reports. She joined Illick outside. Austin said he left the house at nightfall. Uh, he's been shot at and has investigated murders, rapes, and armed robberies during his more than three decades on the force. Brag! And he said that he wasn't staying in this house past oh, dark. Past dark! The other officers continued to walk through their home. On the main floor, they noticed an, olive, an oil-like substance dripping from Venetian blinds. Yeah, it's fucking olive oil. It's all over the goddamn house. It's all over everything. Uh, that's probably all in the basement, too. Yeah. To make sure Campbell or Ammons... Ha- oh, wait a minute. We're going we're to get responded to. Okay. Uh, to make sure Campbell or Sweat? Ammons hadn't poured oil with the blinds, two of the officers used paper towels to clean it off. Which... So how does that... What? Make sure that they didn't that she hadn't poured oil in the blinds. Can you not clean olive oil off of blinds? The officer sealed the room for twenty five minutes and stood nearby so no one could walk in. When they went back in, the oil had reappeared. Oh! According to police records, they actually have a police report where they're like, "We wiped off the curtains with paper towels and we made sure no one went back in that room." Tax doesn't our tax dollars. This is Gary Indiana's tax dollars at work. 
Makes sense. They got bottles all over the fucking place, but these goddamn curtains are getting guarded in a room. Clean your shit. Could they just Gary. run from further up on the curtain? Like you fucking dry. Like if I take a shower and I wipe off my belly, it's gonna be wet in a few minutes because all the water from the top of my head down gotta get on my belly. Because of gravity. Because of gravity. <laughs> if gravity goes away, who knows where yeah, the water goes? Fuck. Now I'm scared. <laughs> Hold me. Hold me. Uh, Magnot told police that the liquid was a manifestation of paranormal or demonic presence. <laughs> Of course it is. Every, this guy loves demonic and paranormal. Oh, yeah, he does. Everything about it. He's like, oh, your shoe's untied. Demons. Demons. <laughs> he wrote a report detailing his findings and asked Bishop Dale Melchick uh, for his permission to perform an exorcism on Ammons. Maganot said Melchick had never authorized an exorcism in 21 years as a bishop. Because the, they're bullshit. Of the Diocese of Gary. <laughs> but I'm keeping an open mind here, okay? I can tell. Yeah. Debbie Bosack, uh, director Bosack. of <laughs> communications for the diocese, said she cannot comment on whether Melchek had ever approved an exorcism for confidentiality reasons. In general, she said... For so the demons? I don't know. The, the, what? <laughs> she, she would not say whether or not he ever approved an exorcism. Yeah. Oh, you mean for like who... Who's yeah, who are we protecting here? I, mean, I suppose the, the possessed person. Oh, all right. You know, you wouldn't want... But not in this case because we fucking know all about... Yeah, well, the, but she's saying... She's not saying if he's done it before in the past. Yeah. Uh, Melchek... Fucking uh, bullshit, dude. Uh, initially denied Maganoff's request to do a church-sanctioned exorcism. Uh, the bishop told Maganot to contact other priests who have performed exorcisms. Maganot said he needed other priests to give him the ritual for a minor exorcism, which does not require church approval. Like like a child minor or like a like small like a little, exorcism? Like okay, a I thought you meant minor exorcism, like a minor, like, a like under 17. Mm. Okay. Yeah. She's like a quick... Because that girl's pinky was bothering her, so she's like, we just need a pinky exorcism. Yeah, just a little teensy-weensy. I, yeah. Uh, the priests he consulted told <laughs> the priests he consulted about doing his exercise uh-huh. told him to look it up on the internet. <laughs> There's an app for that Just on your iPhone. Fucking nerd. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna do your job for you. He said he did an intense blessing. There's a YouTube video for that on the Carolina Street home to expel the bad spirits. That same day, Maganot performed a minor exorcism on Ammons. The ritual consisted of prayers, statements, and appeals to cast out demons. Two police officers and Illich, uh, the DCS family case manager, attended the ritual. Illich said she left believing that something was going on, although she wouldn't go as far as saying it was demonic. She said she got chills during the nearly two-hour exorcism. Did they multiply? The chills? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got chills and multiplying. Did she lose control? She doesn't say. Oh, okay. We felt you like... You're the one I want. I'm the island boy. Sorry. We felt like someone was in the room with you. Someone breathing down your neck. Illick said she had a string of medical problems after visiting the home. A week after she visited the house for the last time, Illick said she got third-degree burns from a motorcycle. Within 30 days, she also broke three ribs jet skiing, broke a hand when she hit a table, and then broke an ankle running in flip-flops. Those are all things yeah. that don't do those things. Oh, yeah, you can't just trace it back to something. Don't, like, you know how easy it is? Like, I wrecked my car leaving work one day. I wasn't like, <gasps> work is haunted! <laughs> like, yeah, don't run 
in flip flops, yeah. you're going to break an ankle. At the ER, they call them trip flops. <laughs> That's right. Because so many people mm-hmm. fall and break their ankle, leg, or whatever. And imagine if they had a foot vest. They might not even break an ankle. Probably would hold that thing right together. Yeah. Uh, we're going to film a commercial. <laughs> I had friends. My feet are so hot that my ankles are cold. I can't wait to do this. <laughs> I had friends who wouldn't talk to me because they believed that something had attached itself to me, Illich said. No, it's because you're fucking crazy. And she joked. This is to really back up all of that. She would joke. I'm already evil. They try to find something that's not evil and corrupted. They wouldn't waste their time on me. She's that woman. Okay. Ugh. Let's bring her on the show. <laughs> no, thank you. So I can yell at her. <laughs> <laughs> After the minor ritual, Magnot told Amos to look up the names of demons that were tormenting her. Each demon has a name and a personality, Magnot said. A name has power. He added, and he planned to use those names to fight the demons during the exorcisms. Yeah, I saw that in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen yep. the movie. Cool. Amon like, said, I didn't think I was going to get this mad when I came over here to record, but here we are. Here we are. The tattoo, and now this is just... <laughs> I'm up to here. It's a rough night. Yeah. Uh, Amon said she and a friend looked up the... De- what do you... She says she, so they looked up the demons' names online <laughs> by searching for demons that represented the problems the family had been having. That still doesn't mean you found the right names. Like, oh, and Scott. And <laughs> demons' name is Scott. Goddamn Tony. Yeah. Uh, hey, Scott and Tony. Do you mind fucking off? Knock it off, assholes. I think this house has a gas leak, maybe. I, I'm just... The one we're in? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the one in the story. Uh, and she said that while they were doing this, the computer kept shutting down. And she, fucking computer. and she started feeling sick. Oh, my God. But they did say they found the names that fit. <laughs> One such name was Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies. That's the devil's name, you stupid fucking ninny. Is ninny? I, I, I don't know. I, I did not mean that. I don't know if that's like a derogatory term. I don't think it is. I just didn't know where you were going with Okay. This. I, I wanted to say something else. At the last second, I was like, ninny? Uh, I showed him. Um, she said they also found names of demons that torture and hurt kids. Michael Jackson? She said. (laughs) Yes. And Nitty is a foolish person, so I did not insult any sort of ethnic group or anybody. No, you never do know. Because I'm a Nitty. I'm going to start using that a lot. What's the cotton-headed Nitty mug? Oh, whoa! I thought that was going... Like, God damn! Cotton-headed <laughs> Nitty Muggins. Okay. From Elf. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Because I heard cotton, and then the... And I was like, whoa! So you just skip the headed part? The cotton-headed Nitty Muggins. <laughs> God! Just don't say that anymore! Uh, so... <laughs> I, I blame it on demons. Yeah. That's who I blame it on. Absolutely. Goddamn demons. Demons. Uh, so, yeah. Ammon said other high-ranking demons also were assigned to her, including lieutenants and sergeants. <laughs> After the minor right, Magnus... I can't believe you read this story. <laughs> and you were like, Joel's got like this. Well, I didn't know if I didn't like it. I thought it was like a good exorcism. It was a funny story. Demons. Yeah. Story. I did not think it was funny. Though. Okay. Uh... After the ritual, ritual Magnot said Bishop Melchek gave him permission to exercise Ammons, uh, like a real one. The ritual, not no minor shit. 
Uh, the ritual is the same as the minor one, but more powerful because it has the backing of the Catholic Oh, Catholic okay. And the demons know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. The demons know when you're coming in with the backing and support uh-huh. of the big C church. Yeah. So There's a lot of kneeling and standing and stuff and singing. Demons are like, what's going on? Uh, Maginot ultimately performed three major exorcisms on Ammons. Two in English and the last one in Latin uh, at his church, which I think she was to do it in the house. Yeah. Whatever. During each, Maganot said, he praised God and condemned the devil. Yeah, it's pretty standard stuff. <laughs> he Googled it. Good job. He pressed a crucifix against Ammon's head as he spoke. I cast you out, unclean spirit, along with every satanic power of the enemy, every specter from hell, and all your fell companions, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Maginot said his voice continued to get louder and more forceful until the demon weakened. He said he could tell how... Demons hate yelling. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah. We're not good. <laughs> uh, we are very sensitive. Here. We're dead. We're not deaf, okay? <laughs> uh, he said he could tell how strong the demon was by how much Ammon's convulsed. Two police officers who had kept in touch with Maginot since the home investigation stood nearby in case Ammon's needed to be restrained. Ammon said she prayed with Maginot until it became too painful. She said she felt as if something inside her was trying to hold on and inflict pain at the same time. She said it was different from a natural pain, but felt as intense as giving birth. I was hurting all over from the inside out, she remembered. I'm trying to do my best and be strong. Eventually, Maginot said Ammon's fell asleep. She said that was the demon's way of lessening the ritual's effect. Everything's a fucking... It's all a demon. In between the she farted and he said, that's the demon trying to call out. <laughs> the demon's got bad breath. And smells What are you, demon? What you been eating? In between the second and third exorcism, with too much olive oil, Maginot said he went on a retreat. Uh, a woman who assisted Maginot. Oh, yeah. So he's not doing these, like, same day, back to back to back. Okay. He's, he does, like, one... Waits a while, does a second. So after he does the second, he goes on a retreat. He just goes off on a vacation. Cool. Which <laughs> seems like a dick move. Yeah. Like maybe stick around till these demons, air quote, are gone. Yeah. So a woman who was assisting Maginot with some of the exorcism, exorcisms helped while he was gone. She, this is apparently the backup plan. She wrote uh, a long demon name. Doesn't say which demon name. Doesn't say if it's a demon that's like related to this uh-huh. kind of thing. Just she wrote a long demon name. Uh, Maginot said he can't remember which one it was. Uh, on a piece of paper and tucked it into an envelope. Then she ra- surrounded it with blessed salt, or blessed salt. If Ammons had problems, the woman would burn the envelope. By this time, Ammons and her mother had moved to Indianapolis. But they drove back for the exorcisms and the court hearings, <laughs> as her children were still in DCS's care. <laughs> this was not supposed to be a comedy. What the fuck? Maginot said he blessed the family's new home to prevent more problems. But Ammons called while Maginot was on his retreat, complaining of bad dreams, so the woman burned the envelope. Complaining of not being paid attention to for yeah. about two weeks. She saved the ashes to burn later in a church bonfire. So you burn it, then burn the ashes, Mm -hmm. and then burn down the church that you fucking burnt the ashes in. Yeah. It's cream! Ammon said her nightmares ended. In the final exorcism at the end of June 2012, Maginot said he prayed and berated the demon in Latin (laughs) 
rather than English. <laughs> Call them like motherfuckers. You stinky ass demons. <laughs> Police officers did not attend. Uh, so Maganot said his brother stood guard this time. Maganot said Ammons convulsed while he condemned the demons, but did not convulse during prayer. When she fell asleep, uh, he said prayers. It would be the last time Ammon saw Maganot. She and her mother drove back to Indianapolis, where they say they now live without fear. So she apparently just woke up and he was gone. <laughs> He's ever, like, all right, I'm got here. Yeah. Uh, that's the twist. There's only one set of footsteps. <laughs> yeah, they're Because Maganot. <laughs> Uh, Ammon's old home on Carolina Street became an object of local curiosity, so much so that the owner and landlord, Charles Reed, called the Gary Police Department to ask officers to stop driving by the house because it was scaring his new tenant. He said there were no problems in the home before or after Ammon's and her I mean, cops are pretty scary, but, like, also, what, I mean... Uh, because, yeah, I guess it was probably just, like, a there was nothing, like, once the new tenant got in, there was nothing going on, so they were like, why do the police constantly drive Yeah. Home? Uh, For I, demons. Reed says that he thought he'd heard it all. Do you need a warrant when you're dealing with demons? I think with demons, you don't have to live by any laws. Okay. Or follow any rules. Well, it's the old West. Fair then. game. I okay. Uh, you just got to get a court to believe. That's another game. question for Sway. He said this was a new one to him. This is Reed, the landlord. He'd been a landlord for 33 years. It's a new one because it's bullshit. He said that his belief system has a hard time jumping over that bridge. When told... <laughs> what? You know that old saying. That old saying in Gary? Uh, My belief system has a hard time jumping over that bridge. When told of the Catholic Church's involvement in the situation, however, he said that made him less skeptical. <laughs> Well, oh, because the Catholics the have never been. Involved. <laughs> yeah, they've only they've always the been on the Catholic up. Church has always been on the up and up. Uh, Ammons regained custody of her sh- three children in November 2012. Because they're little shitheads, and they're like, you know what? Just go back to your mom. About six months after <laughs> they've been removed, uh, DCS continued to check on them uh, and the family, uh, and then closed their case last February. Ammons called her children's return the happiest day of her life. She said they screamed and jumped up and down when she picked them up from the DCS office. She covered them all in olive oil. <laughs> it was just awesome, she said. <laughs> I hadn't been that happy in God knows how long. <laughs> the children said they, sh- they felt safe after they left the house on Carolina Street. Uh, the three left their demonic voices and complaints behind them. <laughs> no demonic presence or spirits in the new home. Uh, DCS family case manager Christina Olenek wrote in team meeting notes... Data January 10, 2013. She did not return calls from the star seeking comment. Uh, the family is no longer fixated solely on religion to explain or cope with the children's behavior issues, she said, and her, sur- her supervisor wrote in a request for dismissal of wardship, uh, dated January 24, 2013. For her part, Ammon said it was not the psychologist who resolved her problems, but God. When you hear something like this, she said, don't assume it's not real because I've lived it. Oh. I know it's real. Okay. If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Because I'm God. Yeah. And once again, uh, that was written by the call, Indianapolis call star reporter. And it really spoke to you. Marissa Kwiatkowski. Yeah. Or something. Uh, you can it resonated with Twitter you. at Indy Marissa K. Tell her we said hi. Yeah. Tell her I'm a big fan of her I mean, work. looking back, <laughs> not the best story. <laughs> it was entertaining, though. Way more entertaining than I thought it was uh, Not uh, really... It's just all, I mean, I think it's just all attention and, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of believe in like spirits, mm-hmm. but not like you're demons not really and spiritual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's... Well, there's more out there, but I just don't. Pull, I don't buy into like pos- being possessed and yeah. I don't. It's clear. I mean, almost every single thing that they talk about has a very logical. Yeah, I mean, for the it. human brain is just fucked up and. There's a lot of fucked up people out there in different ways, you know. And it's more fun if things like this exist. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, like, I think a lot of people would think demonic possession is a terrible whatever. But, hey, at least, like, it makes life fun. Like, at least if you think there's crazy shit that can happen in life, it makes boring-ass life way more interesting. Like, you're looking forward to being possessed. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm down for whatever. You're up for being drugged and tattooed, possessed. Things are so boring. Yeah. It's like, what can we do to spice yeah. shit, this shit up? I hear you. It doesn't involve like bungee jumping or any dumb white guy shit <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> so, that's the story of the exorcisms of Latoya Ammons and her family. I'm going to stock up on the olive oil. I'm going to start so, right now. Olive oil and salt. Yep. Now, I don't think you want to mix them. No. You have a mess on your hands. You will. So, and then you always want to bury uh, the white panties oh, yeah. under the staircase. Under the That's staircase. That's the real lesson we learned In the here. dirt. And, and feet vest. Ankle vest. <laughs> Foot vest. <laughs> Can't wait. Ankle vest. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, did you bring... Um... I have a story, but first uh, I would like to talk about an interview I saw with a basketball player, Carl Anthony Towns. All right. And this is just a blurb from the interview, but he, he talked about what he does before every game. Okay. Which made me think, was there something that you did before every match? Would there be a certain song or maybe like a movie clip that you would want to watch or like a prayer that you would say to yourself in the locker room? Definitely not a prayer. Definitely not. But was there like, did you have any like rituals or anything? Yeah, I would always go off to myself. Uh, before a match, um, and just kind of like, I didn't, I didn't ever do the song thing. Uh-huh. I never got like the pump up warm up song. Yeah. I'd always more or less just kind of go off into a room by myself where there was like no noise, nothing going on around me, and I would just kind of like zone out and kind of like get out of the like try to psych yourself up or just like yeah put, try to like put yourself in a different head yeah, space or something. Yeah. So there was that was pretty much okay. the only thing I would do. So you never watch gorillas fight to the death. Would I ever watch gorillas? You fight never, to yeah. The you death? never f- watch gorillas fight to the death to get hyped up. No, but it sounds like I should start. Well, that's what Carl Anthony Towns does before every single game. To the death. He watches gorillas fight to the death. How do you find that? I guess if you're rich enough and you're an NBA that's boy, true. I mean, that's true. It's, it's on the internet. And he just was like, "This is what I do." That's what the interview said. He said before every game, he likes to watch videos of gorillas fighting to the death. That sounds. Just Google Carl Anthony Towns. Horrific. And I'll probably be the first story about him. And he that's was, not really my feel good. He was one of my favorite players. <laughs> he was. Uh, gorillas. Yep. There. He can still be. He can still be I one of like your him. favorites. Notorious K.A.T. Uh, oh, he also says that he would beat a gorilla in a fight. <laughs> what? I did not see that. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, so as long as uh, LeBron James throws a chalk. Um, Carl Anthony Towns watches <laughs> fighting gorillas. Uh, before games, I know Kobe had talked about that he that he had used to listen to the Halloween theme music. Oh, that would pretty, really get him going. That's pretty cool. He says, "I really have just been watching two gorillas fight for a game." <laughs> I got nauseous about it. I've been addicted to that. 
So here's the full quote. Before games... He's been addicted to it. I know Kobe... Like he sucked dick for gorilla videos. I know Kobe had talked about that he had listened to halloween theme music, and that would really get him going. I really have just been watching two gorillas fight before every game. I've been addicted to that. I want to see who's the best in the laws of nature. I'm watching gorillas fight all day. I know if I'm in that video, I'm leaving out alive. Someone got to die. Ain't going to be me. He's going to fuck up a gorilla. He's going to kill someone on a basketball court one day. He's going to yeah. shit in his hand and throw it at the ref. He's going to do something. But I, mean, I just, I really I'm like putting that. all my money on the Timberwolves this season. Though. Absolutely. They got, uh, I didn't realize he was out there just being <laughs> insane. And then they shared another quote with uh, their point guard, uh, the guy from Ohio State. Fuck, they got drafted by the Lakers. He said something basically about, like, you know, killing the opponents or something. I can't. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. he had, like, they were like, like, what's going on with the Timberwolves? They're frustrated. They've been a <laughs> shitty team for so long. Yep. They just want to watch gorillas murder, murder each, each other. other. All right. So that was not my feel good, but I do have a feel good. But first, play that music for the island. Oh, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you got to be quick on the island boy game. I'll do it again. That wasn't the feel good, but before I do the feel good, play that music. Feels good. Oh, I thought you were gonna island boy it. <laughs> We're the Island Boys. Bop, bop, beep, bop, boop, bop. No, that was Bo Jackson. We're the Bo Jackson <laughs> Boys. Tech Mobile. My feel good is about, here's the headlines. This is from Fox News. Oh, good. Straight from Fox News. Good, 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 good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Which somehow makes your story even better because you didn't have any of it from Fox News. But yeah. uh, this is straight from Fox News. Arkansas homeless man returns to pay for Little Debbie snack he took during the robbery. Oh. So a homeless man in Arkansas returned to the gas station to pay for a Little Debbie cake he was told to take after walking in on a robbery in progress last week. So he didn't go there to rob the place. <laughs> robber was like, you take a fucking Little Debbie. <laughs> He's, yeah, that's, uh, let me click read more. The robbery happened around 3 a.m. Friday at the Big Red Convenience Store at Valerio Gas Station in Little Rock. Uh, the suspect pulled a gun on the employee behind the counter and demanded cash from the register, according to the report. As the employee was putting money in a bag, a homeless man walked in. And the suspect told the homeless man to take anything he wanted. Okay. And he's like, I was going to take this little Debbie. So the homeless man grabbed the little Debbie cake and walked out. But once police responded to the scene, the homeless man returned to pay for the snack. Police said the suspect also stole two packs of cigarettes before fleeing the gas station in the vehicle. They did not give a report of the vehicle or the description, and they shot the homeless man dead. Well, Fox News would definitely hope they shot the homeless yeah, man dead. Yeah, no. They didn't shoot the homeless man dead. But it's like how he's like, take anything you want. I'd be like, how about some of that money that you got there? But he's just like... I'll think, he's probably scared to death because dude has a gun. Out. Yeah, and he's like, take whatever you want. He's like, I'll take this little Debbie stack cake. Well, then he brought it back. He brought it back. There's still good left in the world is what I'm saying. Yeah, and they're mostly homeless people. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, you know, uh, better you are, worse your luck's going to be. That was, that was my feel good, though. Oh, that's a good story, I think. <laughs> I think it's a feel good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that guy, I mean, I hope that guy got something. That just, so, what would you take if you walked in on a robbery and they're like, take anything you want. I asked for the gun. Uh, well, from the store. Oh. Like, if they had the CBD little 
little box up there, you know, where they sell like those CBD oh, yeah. snacks now. I'd take, I'd empty that out. Well, like if it's the one here near my house, they sell the, uh, the, uh, Delta, Delta 8? Yeah, I would definitely. Back. I want that whole case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel no, bad I'll about it. Yeah. They got the case back. I'd, I'd go home and uh, levitate. <laughs> yes. I'd be, ex- <laughs> I'd be possessed by the Delta 8. That goddamn edible. Yeah, so, all right. Well, we had some good stories tonight. Uh, <laughs> we did? We did. I missed them. I think they were there. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we get some answers from Sway. Yeah. Um,. Hopefully, you know, new Sway friend, in the morning. friend of the show, Sway. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can say that next time. <laughs> um, yeah, so what was today? Today we got one more episode. Today's Wednesday. We'll come back, uh, something Halloween-ish. Uh-huh. Throw out, knock out the year. Um, you know, we could just talk about Halloween Kills and yeah. how awesome it was. We could do a Halloween retro movie review of just all of them. Yeah. And how the third one... Was it shitty. Was really, that's, I'll fight you. <laughs> I just got. Like, I was just. I was. Looking I know, that's why I said it. We should save that for another episode because I could definitely go on off on a tangent, but I'll hold it. Could you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll hold it. I'm ready to tangent you, motherfucker. Look, the ignorant often tangent. <laughs> oh, you ninny. You know <laughs> You motherfucking ninny. Uh, I cast you out, <laughs> demon. Okay, bye.